adorable. No, if you heard, what the hell? Yeah. Oh no, my you're God. right. Penguins. That's a good one. Remember the penguins. Penguins. <laughs> Pictures of penguins, actual um, penguins. Holy shit. I'm representing. This is where the penguins got turned into oil. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. <laughs> we want to just get into this because uh, uh, we could, there's a second show. Yeah. I know. We can't sit and babble like we usually do. We just got to fucking roll. We don't and like then, to babble anyway. It's not what we're into. We're just here to listen. Absorb. Would you call those salmon colored? Salmon colored. Salmon colored pants. Yep. My Sammies. You're listening to the dollop. <laughs> this is a bi-weekly American history podcast that I do once a week. Each week, I read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. <laughs> With a I side forgot. of Ando. I forgot to say that I'm Dave Anthony. It's all right. It's all right. I'm poet. Oh, boy. Beer. Oh, boy. Consumer. Sure. Yep. Salmon pants. Looker. <laughs> <laughs> He's accurate. That's the problem. Is they're true. They're just I mean, they're I low fucking, hanging. I nail it. When I nail it, I fucking nail it. Uh, yeah. No bit nailer. What? You could add it to the res. You're a bit nailer. February fifteenth, eighteen twenty-three. Of the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. Finally. Have you spoken yet? <laughs> That's Will Anderson. <laughs> oh, because uh, we're pressed for time. He's not allowed to talk. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so enjoy the beauty of Will Anderson. That mic's not on. This is just eye candy. Gold was found by surveyor James McBrien at Fish River, New South Wales. I mean, that's convenient for him, though, isn't it? Day after Valentine's Day. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> when you find the fucking gold. Like, all right. Okay, oh, well. really? Yeah. Oh, really, James? Really? Yeah, I didn't know. Before, I didn't... You didn't yeah. what? You're stumbling a lot for someone who didn't have any fucking gold yesterday, aren't you? No, I... No. You, what? 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 No. I was just... You was what? <laughs> I was... I if was, you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> what? Uh, uh. <laughs> but the New South Wales government was not interested in his find. Then Ja Lotsky found gold in 1834, and the government was like, no, we don't, no, don't. And then in 1839, Sir Powell de Strelecki pulled some gold out of the ground. The government Str was like, Strezlecki? no. Strezlecki. Strezlecki? Strezlecki. How do you know his name? Did he, did he do something? I, this did, doesn't did follow do him something? at all. All I know is he found some fucking gold, and I thought we were done with him. What, did he do stuff? Yeah, anyway, whatever. It's another dollop. <laughs> gotta it's look another dollop it. for another time. <laughs> well, someone hissed, so I got to look into that son of a bitch. <laughs> 
So the government was like, we're not interested. And then in 1844, Reverend William Clark went to Governor Gipps. Sure. So, I don't know. That Gippy. name's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and showed him gold he had found west of the Blue Mountains. And Gipps pretty much squealed, put it away, Mr. Clark, or we shall have our throats cut. What is going on? <laughs> Why do they hate the gold? The colonial government did not want gold hysteria breaking out because convicts would see that as a way out and it would lead to an uprising. Oh, my oh, God. Jesus yeah. Christ. So you can't have gold. Right, because right, then you become legit. Yeah, well, then right. there's poor people around. Right. And you can't have gold and poor people. Right. Then it, shit fucking gets turned upside down. Yeah. And pretty soon you're not the guy on top. You're... <sighs> Oh, sorry. Did we go into a talk space? Yeah. Uh, is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but the attitude of New South Wales changed when gold was discovered in California in 1849. Uh, the man who found gold in California was said to have yelled Eureka, oh, which no. is not true. Okay. He said something more like, hey, guys, there's gold here. Can we do another take where you pump it up? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is gold. Hey, guys, I found gold near where I thought it was going to be a mill. I think we're going to have to recap. It's not. There's gold. Listen to him. So I'm pretty happy. I'm happy. Uh, Stop. Stop. What? What? No. How about something like, I don't know. You got it. <laughs> it's right. a jumping off point. No, it's good. You yeah. got it. <laughs> anyway, that's what he yelled. Okay. So America went bug fuck about the gold, and so did the world. People from everywhere flowed into California and started digging it up, including Australians. Mm, that's where you guys are. Yeah. The- the dirty criminal class. Uh, some guy was very excited about that. What do you mean? The guy, I said the dirty criminal oh. class, and some guy went, woo! Woo! Don't woo! give us gold! Also, I love the idea that you're mocking us for going over to America hoping to fucking make some money when you're in Australia doing your fucking podcast. Yeah. I thought we agreed you weren't talking for this one. I don't know, yeah, I don't know. what happened since you got out here. I didn't realize you were just going to criticize us. Um, Uh-oh. This isn't about money. This is about getting to know people. <laughs> love. Love. This is love. If you heard the last episode. Uh. <sighs> Not since penguins. Ugh. Has an episode been received and upset so many people? <laughs> I'm just getting message after message like, I was trying to eat. Yeah. Well, who is trying to eat during this podcast? Who would ever do that? Yeah. I mean, it was fine until the tube. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the one where you kept thinking, uh, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's episode of Talking Dollop. <laughs> I'm Chris Hardwick, and I'm here with the 
creators of the dollop. So what were you guys thinking at the time when you were doing that dollop? You know, Will, um... (laughs) (laughs) Sure. How about chivalry's dead? Comedy's hard. It's tough. Now that people were heading to California, the New South Wales government wanted to find gold to get people to stay in New South Wales. Okay, so... So, totally reversing position, the government then offered a reward to anyone who discovered payable amounts of gold in the colony, even though four guys had already found it. Yeah, so they know where it is, Yeah, but they're acting like that didn't happen. Right, but also, I just love the idea that they think they have to offer someone a reward to find gold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, gold is the fucking reward. If you are money-motivated, it's enough to say, there's gold, go find it, you're allowed to. You don't have to go, plus, if you find gold, you get a bonus. Don't need it, I've got gold, I can buy your fucking bonus. Holy shit, this $100 worth of gold is going to get us a dollar! <laughs> Woo! Yeah! It's funny, I wrote this and I didn't even think that at all. <laughs> that's I was like, oh, that's cool. This guy's going to get a fucking reward for finding gold. <laughs> Never popped into my head that he had found gold. <laughs> it's the keen comedy mind of Will Anderson right there. Listen, Will found some gold. <laughs> One man who left Australia for California was Edward Hargraves. He'd work, uh, he worked... In the past, uh, diving for sea cucumbers. Sure. Sorry? uh, (laughs) It was just a classic... Shut the fuck up. It was just a classic (laughs) 1840s profession in Australia. Was going to get... Sea cucumber sounds like something someone brings out at Aquaman's Bucks Night. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds like someone's trying to teach you how to spell. (laughs) Sea cucumber. (laughs) It's okay. <laughs> It's like a big slug. <laughs> yeah. So I, I assume it's for eating. Like you're like, hey, I found this thing. I would hope it's for eating. <laughs> I don't know. But also, no, like, you guys know. It could have been for bus. Do you know, is a sea cucumber much like an actual cucumber? I'm not actually sure. No, no, no. It's, it's an animal, and it's, oh. like a, it's like a slug. Oh, Jesus oh, okay. Christ. Yeah. Well, we were picturing an underwater farm. I was picturing no. groundwater this, melons. No, this is like a man diving for big worms. Okay, so this man dove for worms. Uh, he also uh, worked a on a... A great charity. Yes. Go ahead. He also worked on a steamship and ran a pub. So he was like, oh, gold. I'm going to go there. Okay. Uh... So all these jobs sucked. They weren't making them rich. So he goes to California. But it turns out mining for gold fucking sucked ass. He lived meal to meal and avoided freezing to death in the California cold by sleeping in flour sacks that had been soaked so the flour particles formed into a thick paste. What? Like like insulation, but food. He spent too much time on the bottom of the sea. He... Because yeah, that's so like a crab behavior. <laughs> it's like, just put sand over, leave my eyes out, and then I can just have a good little nap. He basically made a burrito. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to turn in. <laughs> good night, boys. <laughs> I mean, look. 
They found a way to make a, a flower bag work. Sure, yeah. So apparently sleeping in the, uh, in the burrito sucks, and uh, Hargraves decides to come back to America. He went to, oh, I should have looked this up. Carcor? Wait, he went to Australia. Yeah, he's right. back in okay. Australia. Ca- what did he say? Carcor, C-A-R-C-O-A-R. Yep, yep, sure. Carcor. Sure. Uh, yep. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sometimes the... when I know a fact, I uh, ventriloquize it uh, into the audience. Absolutely. Also, that's a real word. Yep. yep. Excuse me. I'm ventriloquizing. <laughs> some people, I actually some just people said use that. the that's term the throwing, throwing your voice, but ventriloquizing is also. That's the scientific term. Well, that's actually when you give a, a ventriloquist. <laughs> this is such bad. This is such bad podcast <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> what you're doing? <laughs> oh my God, how are you not on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> Space jump. <laughs> so I. Uh... <laughs> so um, he's back. Uh, it's took. Kokar uh, is near Bathurst. Um, he went there. He stopped at an inn and asked to, for a guide. He's looking for a guide, but there were none there. So the owner offered her 18-year-old son uh, to go out with him, John Lister. And Lister brought a friend uh, named Tom. The three of them headed out and quickly found gold, like right off the fucking bat. Okay. Gold. Good start. Hargraves found specks in his first five pans and later said, quote, At that instant, I felt myself to be a great man. Yep. So he's uh, pretty, yeah. pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes you a great man is finding gold. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got like $400 worth of gold. You're going to get five bucks. It's a big, <laughs> big moment. So uh, they dug for six weeks. Hargraves taught them all the mining skills he'd learned in California. And while Tom and Lister found some gold, Hargraves came up with absolutely nothing. And then Hargraves took the gold that Tom and Lister had found. Hey, and he, I found your finds. Yeah. And he went to Sydney to collect the reward. Okay. So there's I still... mean, technically, he's also found gold. Yeah. He just found it from their drawer or something <laughs> in their pockets. But he still found it. They yeah. just found it in the ground. He found it in their pockets. No, they still were... found it. Yeah. No, they were like, did you get that from the mine? He was no. like, yeah, mine. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to Sydney and the uh, colonial secretary looks at the gold and said the reward would depend on the value of the actual gold fields. So he can't you can't just show him specs and go there's gold there you got to well, it's got to see he's got to see the source. Yeah, or that there's more gold there. You can't just be like I found a little bit like it's got to be what kind of policy fucking, is that? It's a fucking genuine it's fucking serious policy like okay. they're not it's actually a pretty good policy yeah. because okay. well, otherwise with only a few specks of gold, you could sell anything. Yeah. C, capitalism. <laughs> Is that like a sea cucumber? <laughs> yeah. Uh... So when Hargraves went back, he found that Tom and Lister had uh, made huge gold finds. And they were like, okay, so let's keep this on the down low. We'll keep digging and just get as much gold as we can. And then after that, well, then we'll go tell people. 
So Hargreaves went back and immediately told everyone who had an, a pair of ears that they had found gold. <laughs> Sucks for earless Tim. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't, I didn't include him in there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Luckily, never heard about it. Yeah. But... <laughs> what? <laughs> Where is everybody? What? Hello? What? Huh? What? Oh, I don't have ears. I don't either. Huh? Hi. Hannah? Where's all the guys with ears? I can't. Yeah, I don't have ears. I can't. I don't have ears. So. I don't have ears. Are you? Hi. Hey. Do you know where the people with ears went? What is it? Huh? The people with ears, do you know? I can't. I really am like, what? I don't know what you're saying. I can't. I don't even. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn. I'm going to turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, people poured into uh, Lewis Ponds Creek, a tent town popped Lewis up. Lewis Ponds Creek? Yep, Lewis Ponds Creek. Why didn't it's he just get a pond? That, that turns into a creek at some point. What? Double it up. All a right. lot of fucking water. Sure. Greedy. Yeah. A tent town popped up. People quickly started, quickly started finding gold. And with the gold rush and silver and copper already coming out of South Australia, people started grumbling about self-rule in Australia. So the fears were true. what they're fucking talking about. Yeah. yeah. They're, they nailed it. Britain agreed... And the colonies were allowed to draft constitutions. Okay. Yeah, it's exciting. Britain's fucking really, really, really cool. Yep. Okay, you can have rules. Just this once. At the same time, Melbournians, is that what you guys call yourselves? Melbournites, yes. is it? Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, uh, exactly what we said. <laughs> You're a sarcastic people, aren't you? What? I, I, <laughs> huh? So the Melbournians wanted to be free of New South Wales because right now Melbourne is part of New South Wales. Okay. You don't. You don't know. Right now, he doesn't know that it's not. That's Today, not he doesn't realize that it's in a different state. That's not true. You guys have states. I uh, once went to the WWE wrestling. Uh, they came out and did a show in Melbourne. Uh -oh. And uh, I think it was like Edge, the wrestler. He was obviously trying to do a bit of shtick where he like played up the rivalry between Melbourne and, uh, and Sydney. <laughs> and so he goes, Melbourne, you're the best audience in the world. You're so better than those guys in New Wales. <laughs> <laughs> and then just pause and did not quite get why everyone was like, what just happened then? What? He was talking about actual whales, though. <laughs> Fair. That's a wrestler. Yep. Uh, so, on November 11th, 1850, the Australian Colonies Government Act was enacted. Okay. Which meant Victoria was born, the state of Victoria. So, they're going to carve that shit out of New South Wales. Finally. Doesn't work out that great. Uh, it works out worse for the other half, so <laughs> <laughs> we're the good twin. 
So Melbourne had a party and a parade, and a pig was greased and chased through the streets. Good God. What? Hang on. Whoa. I may have spoken a little too early. Yeah, so, I don't know. What the fuck happened? Well, he was wrestling the edge. So <laughs> They chased a pig through the streets. That, that but is what did they do overload. to the pig to, before they chased it? Did you say they, they oiled it. it? Yeah, they oiled it. They, they greased it. Yeah, the so you can't catch it. So you yeah. try to grab it and it squirts out of your... Yeah. Have you guys never been to America? Melbourne truly is, is the sporting capital of the world. <laughs> And 90,000 people saw that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Members complained they couldn't get tickets. <laughs> it's all corporates, the pig greasing these days. Getting, everyone, everyone in America is like, what's happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> also, every day when they read the paper. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what? In a lot of ways, America's chasing a greased pig. Uh, back to the party. Yeah. Mayor Greaves wanted to make Mayor a... Mayor Greaves? Greaves. Thank God. Otherwise, you know what he's doing. Yeah. Maybe a little campaign tie-in. Grease him. That's all I've got is grease. I'm a greaseman. Father was a greaseman. <laughs> Grandfather was a doctor. So it's not a long legacy. Mayor Greaves wanted to make a six-foot-wide meat pie, but there wasn't a big enough oven. <laughs> well, that? mate, we're having a sporting event. Well, we need a fucking pie. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't find a big enough oven. Of course not. No, who has a six-foot oven? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> cooking six-foot meat You're lucky pies. if anybody has a fucking oven at this point. Yeah, <laughs> right. On May 19th, 1851, the Sydney Morning Herald wrote, quote, a complete and mental madness appears to have seized every member of the community, and as a natural consequence, there has been a universal rush to the diggings. Any attempt to describe the scenes, grave, gay, and ludicrous, which have arisen out of this state of things would require the graphic power of Dickens. The graphic power of He's what? He's a graphic novelist. Oh. Uh, I going to say. <laughs> so people are going bug fuck for gold okay. in Sydney. Well, they're greasing pigs. They're trying to make six-foot meat no, pies. No, no, that's Melbourne. We're back in Sydney now. Oh, okay. Towns around Sydney emptied out. Wealthy people, poor people, everyone packed up and headed for the gold country. Ships were abandoned in the harbor. Cops just left their jobs. Hotels were empty of owners and workers. The upper crust started going back to England because they could not find decent butlers. Wow. Holy shit. Excuse me, Reginald. Could you bring me another spot of tea? Nah, fuck off. Excuse me. Found gold, uh, mate. Nah, go on. You bring me some fucking tea. I will not. You're my butler. I'm not. You're my fucking butler. Good. Uh, uh, one number two. <laughs> 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 
Quote, you hear endless stories of ladies who have been used to large who've been used to large establishments and giving parties now obliged to give up all thoughts of appearance and open the doors themselves. Wait. The fucking horror. Could you imagine being a rich woman and having to open a door for your fucking guests? Well, like some kind of animal? Yeah, like some greased piglet. But the first time has got to be really strange, because you've seen it done a bunch. <laughs> so you're like, what was he doing before? I don't remember. He put his hand on it and, go, go, you, go, go. Go open, go open, you, go. Go on, get open, open, you. Come on, damn it. I think I may die in here. Bastard. So... On the road from the gold fields, or the trailer, whatever the fuck it is, to Sydney, 160 miles, there was a continuous line of men, women, and children. Governor Fitzroy said that everyone had gone crazy. All the stores in Sydney were selling mining equipment, and that's all people were buying as they left town. Tons of stores closed down, and the owners headed for the gold country. <laughs> what? I mean, it does seem like a business that doesn't have a long-term plan. <laughs> like, if you're selling people the thing they need to fuck off and not buy anything from yeah. you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very temporary. But why not? I, I would just stick around in this case and just steal food from an open store and live on a boat. Maybe yeah, a hotel. No, I agree with that. Yeah, all right. Well, I didn't I want could, an argument. This is good. All right. Then on May 20th, Fitzroy announced that Queen Victoria owned all minerals in the colony, and anyone who wanted the pleasure of digging for those minerals would have to pay 30 shillings a month. Mm. And then a gold commissioner was appointed to collect this new tax. But everywhere he went, men were just standing around with shovels and picks besides holes, holes saying they were not mining. No. <laughs> no. No, we're not mining, no, no. The fucking hole. No, no just... Uh... Mate, the fucking hole was here when I got yeah. here. I don't know. I'm just waiting for a mate. Um... <laughs> what do you mean, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm burying a shovel. Mate. <laughs> Look like. Gold? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> not here. Golf. I'm playing golf. golf. Big hole. Big hole. Big hole. We haven't got this stuff in proportion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a new sport. We don't. Things weren't much different in <laughs> Melbourne as people poured out of the city and into New South Wales. This was not good for the new colony. To stop the bleeding, Superintendent Latrobe yeah, offered a reward if anyone found gold within 200 miles of Melbourne. A month later, a dude rolled in and said he had found gold 20 miles from Melbourne. That same day, another guy said he found gold uh, that year near Clunes. Another guy told uh, Geelong Advertiser that he'd found gold a month before. And that guy turned out to be uh, the real deal. It turned into the biggest gold rush in the history of the planet as more and more gold was found. Wow. At the same time, New South Wales... Uh, find was turning out to be not great for a lot of people. A few found gold, most did not. Winter came, and sad-looking people started to bail on the gold country. Quote, mortified, half-starved, and crestfallen fellows, some looked so gaunt, savaged, 
ragged and reckless, that my thoughts turned involuntarily to my pistols as they came near. Wait, who wrote that? Some guy who saw him walking by. He's like, I should shoot these fuckers. Well, they sound like, they sound like zombies coming out of the gold country. Yeah. Like, people are like, what the fuck happened over there? Gold! Gold! <laughs> Just gonna shoot them. It is amazing. Everyone keeps a diary and is so honest. Now just keep thinking about killing them, honestly. Anyway, got to do lunch. Bye. I think I'm going to poison my wife. Later, diary. Also, you know there's got to be one of those people who did the big storm out of their former employment situation. Like, (laughs) fuck you, I'm never coming back here. And then like six months later, they're like... Uh, so you still need a butler? Uh... Oh, do I still need a butler? Well, well, well. Yes, open the door. I'm f- famished. I've tried to eat the door. Go. Go. Uh, so Hargraves pushed, remember Hargraves, he was still pushing to get credit for finding gold first so he could get the reward money. At this point, Hargraves, though, was considered a world-class bullshitter. So someone looked into the history of finding gold in New South Wales, and they came up with the names of McBrien and Strzelecki. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure. And Clark. Lister then said Hargraves was full of shit and had taken the gold and run off to Sydney without telling them. Also, a Sir Roderick Murchison, Mm -hmm. the president of Britain's Royal Geologic Society, who had never been to Australia, said he had told some guys to go to New South Wales and mine for gold. It was a bit general, but he thought he had a pretty good case and should get the reward. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty airtight. Story, yeah. He sent two, some guys. Out. So The government ended up giving 5,000 pounds to Hargraves and 1,000 each to Lister and Tom. Lister and Tom would go on campaigns for the rest of their lives trying to convince everyone they had found gold first. That's cool. A good way to spend your life. Yeah. Hargraves went on to write a book about his discovery titled oh boy. Australia and its Goldfields, a historical sketch of the Australian colonies from the earliest times to the present day with a particular account of the recent gold discoveries. At, at what the year? original title they pitched was Gold, Gold, Gold for Australia. <laughs> so, Eureka and other things I made up. It does seem like Australia needed a good title rush at some point, too, yeah. from what we've heard the past couple of evenings. So Victoria produced one-third of the world's gold between 1851 and 1861. And just like Sydney, people left the city in droves. 33% of Melbourne's men went to the gold fields. Children were abandoned by their fathers. Deserted Jesus. wives became known as grass widows. Well, why... Because I think the men went off to the grass fields? or To find gold? I don't know. It's, uh, stupid... it's hard to see. And there isn't any. I mean, it feels like they were so close to gold widows, which just would have suited yeah, it. Yeah, way right? better. Just... Yeah, gold grass widows. Grass widows? Maybe okay. they ate grass. I'm so sad. <laughs> What's wrong with me? The community became very concerned about the children that were left behind and decided the best thing they, could, thing they could do was to put them in jail. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's how, 
That's how Australians do things. What? Well, that's, I mean, the, if, you, if you're found, like, a, an aisle of convicts, then all of a sudden that's, like, your solution. You're like, I'll just throw him in jail as well. What's he, well, six? I, He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Well, I guess if you technically chart the history of Australia, we were, like, starving convicts in, like, plague-riddled London. Yeah. We stole a loaf of bread. We got sent to the most beautiful country in the world where apparently you can just go around and dig up a hole and there's a third of the world's gold just fucking there. Like, of course they'd, like, throw him in prison. It's yeah. the best thing that ever fucking happened to me. <laughs> Australia is the final scene of Shawshank. Like... <laughs> This country is Morgan Freeman and fucking Tim Robbins on a fucking boat going, how good's fucking life? Yep. I dug up the money, Australia! <laughs> Meanwhile, America is one of the guys who tried to fuck Tim Robbins. and <laughs> That didn't work out. Come here, Andy. <laughs> After a while, uh, the community realized that maybe putting children in jail was bad. What, and what, they, what stood out they, as a bad part of it? <laughs> they built orphanages, if you can imagine. Oh, which are kind of... Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne prided itself on being a, uh, of never being a convict colony, so when Tasmanians tried to get in, Victoria made restrictions to stop them. Ships, <laughs> ships were stopped at the harbor, and sulfur was burned below decks which would make stowaways scamper out. Luckily, never again in the history of our country have we tried to stop boats from entering it. So, it's fine. That was the one and only time. Yep. Uh, in 1853, uh, one reason England stopped transportation to Tasmania was because they were worried people would commit crimes just to get a free boat ride to Tasmania so they could be closer to the gold. <laughs> wow, that's quite a move. Yeah. But people still flowed into Victoria from all over the world. The city of Melbourne grew and expanded with gold money, and it started to stink. Literally? Yeah. From a government report, quote, in the backyards and enclosures, more astounding accumulations of putrescent substances of rubbish and rubbish of all kinds than I ever inspected in the very worst parts of the dirtiest English or continental towns, or that I should have thought could have occurred in a civilized community. Many of the foundations of the buildings are greatly injured owing to the saturation of the subsoil by liquid excrement matter. Hey, Jesus Christ. So they just built houses on shit? I mean, people are shitting everywhere, so it sounds like the whole fucking place is sinking. Is there no... What, They're shitting so much that their city is sinking. Shitty city. Is, and that's because they hadn't found toilets to be No, there's no... I think this is when they just shit in a pot and they throw it outside. Simpler times, sure. Yep. Uh, and with that came the flu, dysentery, and typhus. Lord Robert Cecil wrote, quote, Melbourne thronged with the ephemeral plutocrats, generally illiterate, who were hurrying to exchange their gold nuggets for velvet gowns for their wives and unlimited whiskey for themselves. <laughs> and who made the streets and hotels clamorous with drunken revels, which now and again culminated in crimes of audacious violence. So criminals are now just fucking robbing everyone because right. everyone's rich and got gold. And almost every miner starts carrying a gun. Okay. 
In gold country, towns are surrounded by tent cities. Giant dogs would guard each tent, and most men dug mines and came up with nothing. And since the miners didn't own land, they couldn't vote. And since a lot of miners came from the U.S. and Ireland, they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> also, not a lot of women around. Okay. So when a new boat came in, miners would rush to the port to try and snag a, a woman. Uh, that's quite a way to handle it. Not, cool. Not very Just different than Tinder. It was actually the original uh, reality TV show, The Miner Wants a Wife. And <laughs> it turned out a lot of the women were not looking to hook up with a dude at all and instead wanted to make a, a go of it on their own. The gold it's weird. Rush... You would think a man who came over and was like, you're mine. You'd be like, oh, great. This guy seems chill. Hi, I have a dick. Hey, I'm sorry? You were on a boat and I have a dick. Okay. Uh, Hi. Hi, I'm not even going to say hi. You're mine. Goodbye. I saw you first. What? I saw you first. Just going to scoot along here. And just... no. Pardon? You're my <laughs> no, woman. Just, no, I have accommodations. You so get to, I get to pick one when she comes off the boat. That's not how. And I picked you. Welcome to Australia. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to get back on that boat, actually. That seems like a great place. Don't know why I left it. <laughs> Good to meet you, creep. Bye now. Come here. Nope, I'm on the boat now. I'm, I've left completely. I'm on the boat for sure. That gold? I, goodbye. The boat's leaving now. There's some in my pants. Beep, beep. Oh, here we go. We're leaving. What was that? You made that you No, made it's that the boat. Your, the boat made you that. You made that with your mouth. Beep. Nope. Oh, I got to lay down on the... Deck now, otherwise nope. I'll hey, die. Hey, I so, have I have ears. Everybody get ready, the boat's leaving. Oh Deep. shit! I gotta go. The boat's going. Yeah, it's going. Bye. <laughs> the gold rush is attracting women who saw Victoria as a place where the old rules didn't apply and having a man wasn't necessary. What the fuck? <laughs> Imagine. This blew the mind of the upper crust. The whole situation was ridiculous. Quote, emancipated wenches in unbecoming... It's quite a start, Dave. Quite a start. Um... Emancipated wenches in unbecoming writing habits with smoking cigars. Hi, guys. We're emancipated wenches in... Hey. <laughs> what was are you guys ready for some writing samples? <laughs> we are the emancipated wenches. <laughs> Woo! With smoking cigars in their mouths, appear on horseback, and crazy gentlemen careen madly after them and laugh delightedly if a flirtatious equestrian in a spicy mood aims a mock smack at them with her riding crop. Wait. Hang so, on. What the fuck's happening now? Well, Wait. now Melbourne's like so a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. This started sounding like some weird fucked up fan fiction. Like, <laughs> who's going to fuck the horse? What's happening? Is someone fucking the horse? No, it's just there's a hot lady on a horse, or all <laughs> ladies are hot at this point. And when she just is like mockingly smacks the horse of the guy, the guy's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to come. <laughs> at least that's my interpretation of just men in general. Oh, my God. So, okay. So they're just like riding horses, and the guy's like, I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have sex with the horse. Five dollars. 
<laughs> oh, I've got that. I just turned in $500 worth of gold earlier, so I have $6. $10 to fuck the horse. Let me go digging. Because of all the crime in the gold towns, Latrobe sent police and gold commissioners to keep order. They would live in camps nearby, but they didn't seem to care much about crime fighting because they just made money from extortion. They didn't care about what fighting? Crime fighting. They're cops, but they're oh, just okay. extorting people. Right. Miners were told they needed to get a license to dig or trade gold, but since they didn't own land, they couldn't vote. Right. As it should be. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> right. Uh, we can only assume how annoying the American miners were. At that like, point? Oh, well, yeah, we don't longer? have that. We don't how have much that longer? We don't have that. How much longer? Yeah. You fucking dumbasses. Oh, my God. So stupid here. Did you throw some tea in a fucking bay, I miss bitch. The, yeah. <laughs> Greatest country on earth. Yeah, you know fuck yeah. I mean? Yeah. Greatest fucking country on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we do this? Let's get the right to vote and not do it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, That'll losers. That'll show them. That'll show them. <laughs> A good way to teach him. <laughs> but even worse, Latrobe then banned the sale of alcohol. Oh, mm. bad move anywhere, but that's not good. Now, this led to sly grog tents popping up, which I believe is just beer, right? Sly grog? Sure. Yeah. Sly grog tents? That's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just tents, like little tent speakeasies where you just get a mug of grog? Beer, yeah, but yeah. It feels like something you could still get in this modern day and age in like Collingwood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like a sly grog pop up, like just trying to really capture the spirit of like 1823. You know, We're the gold rush. It's a gold rush thing. It's a modern take on a pop-up gold rush. You shit in a thing out the back. You have to shit in a thing. That's what the smell is, but it's authentic. It's like a real kind of shit to table experience. That's what we're going for. Shit to table. We're actually grog fusion. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's a take on sly grog. It's, it's like deconstructed. Like you get a cauldron of grog and we serve it with a pickaxe. And like he was saying, everybody shits outside. Right. It's just a whole thing. It's fun. You get to pick a woman off a boat. Oh, yeah. You get, no, there's a boat of women and you pick yeah. one. Yeah, it's a whole thing. What? Find us on Yelp. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't have ears. Yeah, I just noticed. Did you guys say something? Yeah, we were saying we're grog fusion, and the whole thing is... I'm just going to go ahead and push There's you a lady! No, good, 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 good. Um, the police would burn sly grog tents if they didn't pay a bribe. Anti-cop feelings were growing. Okay. That, that has never stopped. Yeah. In 1853, miners in... Oh, here we go. I'm going to say it the wrong way. Bendigo? Bendigo. Bendigo. Is there no N? Oh. I have an N here. Bendigo. But I like the other I like the first one better. Yeah, Bendigo. Bendigo. That's what I'm calling it from now on. Bendigo. The Bendigo took me baby. I'm Bendigo, the dingo attorney. How are you? <laughs> ben Dingo, Dingo attorney at law. How are you? I'm excited to represent you dingoes in court today. 
I'm a dingo lawyer. A niche. <laughs> I saw a hole, I filled it. I don't know what to tell you. So it's not easy because they don't understand law and court. But um, yeah, like I wish I was a dentist. I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the miners in Bendigo. Bendigo. Only paid one-third of their license fees as a protest. They got 23,000 miners to sign a petition. 12,000 marched. William Dexter, a China painter from England, designed a flag for the miners. It had a shovel, a pick, and a mining cradle, and the scales of justice, and a bundle of sticks, and a kangaroo, <laughs> and an emu. Basically the shittiest flag of all time. Hi, guys. This is a flag brought to you by the people who title books. <laughs> Our philosophy is everything fits. <laughs> did you put yourself on the flag? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Yep. Yeah. See that emu, though? Yeah. <laughs> it's very busy is my yeah. only note, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, there's not enough there. I'm going to put a wombat on. Do not. I'm not done. This is a work in progress. <laughs> Should not be. It's past done. I'm going to put Rupert Murdoch on there. It's too done. Do not put Rupert Murdoch all the on great, here. All the great things of this here country. Where are you from? The other one. <laughs> Where is like this? The town of Ballarat went from being... We didn't, we didn't ask for that. The town of Bellarat went from being a little tiny sheep town to a gold town in three years. 32,000, uh, 32, uh, one-third of the people were Irish, and in 1854, pubs were finally allowed at the gold fields. James Bentley opened up one in his hotel. Uh, it also had a bowling alley. Whoa. I know, right? Yeah, early. Fucking way early. Yeah. Like crazy early. Yeah, there's Plus, no that's way totally... You know, that's our thing, America. We invented it after you guys did, like yep. how we discovered our country. Here's the thing. I, I don't know how much, like, because I don't want to skip ahead and ruin anything. But, so skip I don't want to, like, no, 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 I don't want to skip. He, he but, no, this is a very common story. Yeah, th you're yeah this is more. Oh, I know, so, I know the story, yeah, too. I, <laughs> we all know the story of Ben Dingo. <laughs> yeah. I have Google. I mean, not an idiot. So um, when I was in grade six, which is like, I guess you're like 10 or 11 or something like that, um, there's this thing called the Great Australian Train Ride or something, and it would go to all these like old, and in like, so is it, where's Sovereign Hill? Is that Ballarat? Yeah, so, so they, one of the things you do is the 10 pin bowling, and oh. when you're a kid, like that's how they get you interested in history, because you right. don't really, like the rest also, of Also when you're an adult. So anyway, I did know that one. <laughs> It's fun. It's the best bit of Sovereign Hill. That and Castle Main Rock, which is a weird, obscure candy that they only sell there. And it isn't actually that good, but while you're there, you just get in the fucking... Not anymore? Anyway, let's not get bogged down in... <laughs> a new governor arrived, Charles Hotham. Okay. People were pretty happy about Hotham, thinking he'd get rid of the gold license fee. Yeah. When Hotham went to the gold fields, they greeted him like a hero. Bendigo had a band, flew flags, and put up arches. Put up arches? Yep, that's what it said. Yeah. 
It's very nice. It's like a they king. opened a McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. That makes more sense. He rolled into town on a carriage. Three being... served. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled into town on a carriage being pulled by three miners. What? That's not a good look, is it? That's, no, I think that's very bad. That's a bad look. I don't know why you're so. I'm a man of guy. the people. Move, you assholes. Go! Mush, bitches, mush! <laughs> can't wait to work with you guys. I really can't. I swear to God, if you look me in the fucking eyes again, turn around, you're a pony. Do you understand me? <sighs> I've had it up to here with you. I swear to fucking God. You guys are awesome. I'm excited to work with everybody. Uh, I'm so pissed. You're shaking. I'm just livid at these horsemen. <laughs> at Ballarat, Hotham tossed a fancy uh, drink back and spoke forcefully against those damned gold licenses. But the fancy drink, seeing gold nuggets and miners drinking champagne from buckets... What? what? That's how? Mm, go ahead. Made Hotham think miners were loaded with cash. Okay. So instead of getting rid of the, the license fees, oh, he increased license inspections. Oh, boy. <sighs> he also then learned Mel Melbourne was seriously in debt, and he reeled in spending. He threw a ball and served beer instead of champagne. The beer was brewed with city water, so everyone became horribly ill. Oh, that's just... Hotham then got the nickname The Small Beer Governor. Is this the story of Foster's? <laughs> Where we're headed? <laughs> Gareth uh, came to my house in L.A. Uh, and brought me a Foster's. I think as a joke, yeah. but I wasn't quite... Was it, was it a joke? Yeah. Okay, cool. I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're like, I think this is a joke, but I don't want to offend him if he thinks he's gone out of his way to bring something I'm nice to me. I'm treating my buddy right, huh? <laughs> you're one of your favorites. I found it at one of our local liquor stores. And I'd never had one before because we don't drink them here. We just send them overseas as a joke. And, like, but then eventually there was no beer in my fridge. It was and a big I was one, like, too. It was a big one. Yeah. Like, it, was, it looked like a novelty. That's why I thought maybe it was a present, because it was so big. <laughs> anyway. Like $3. I, I went to the... <laughs> <laughs> They're giving it away. <laughs> Quantity. That's what it tasted like. And... <laughs> no, you know, I've got to be honest with you. I've always mocked it, but I was like, I, I was like, you know what, this isn't that bad. It's not bad. It was all right. It was okay. It was all right. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to get me to do the ad campaign based on that. No. But <laughs> well, I, I, you know, yeah. Fosters, is it? It's probably not as bad as you imagine. It's Australian. Uh, In a pickle, it'll do. Yeah. I've got. <laughs> a bunch of lines. We'll work on some of them on the day. But uh, actually, it's a, when you're in a sea cucumber is yeah. what we'd rather call it, not a pickle. <laughs> Possible. So James Johnson was a gold commissioner, and uh, he was put in charge of inspections, and if a miner was digging without a license, he could be arrested or beaten up. If they decided not to arrest him, they would just burn down his tent. So Johnson quickly became the number one douchebag. Okay. Uh, he up, up the number of, of what we call digger hunts, uh, going to five a week. Okay. And 
By October 1854, anger against the government was at an all-time high. Then on October 6th, there was a conflict between a Scottish miner named James Scooby and the Bentley Hotel. Scooby? 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 No, I prefer James Scooby. Yeah. He had a van. He had a couple of other friends. Um, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They had a series of adventures. You yeah. won't believe who does this at the end, but it's the old guy who runs the amusement park. It's the old guy who runs Sovereign Hill. Anyway, it's a whole... So he would have got away with it if it wasn't for these pesky miners. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of having a talking dog, they just have a talking Scottish person. Could I have a bloody Scooby snack? Because I'm bloody famished. Swear to God, Shaggy, you're the only one who gets me. You are. You really are. So a friend of Scobie described what, ha what he said happened. He said, Scobie went to Bentley's hotel to drink, but found, quote, the house was shut up. Scobie then went to one of the front windows, and a hand broke through the window and punched him in the face. Not what I was expecting. Uh, okay, so <laughs> was it being filmed? Scobie tried to get into the hotel. This is the origin story of the world's first home alarm system. <laughs> Scobie tried to get into the hotel, but his friend managed to get him to go, quote, 100 or 150 yards away. Some men and a woman... Followed them, though, and Scobie was hit with something that, quote, resembled a battle axe. Jesus. Scobie was dead. Rip people... the mask off the amusement park owner! <laughs> the people in the hotel had a different story. They said Scobie broke into the Eureka Hotel after it was closed, and when owner Catherine Bentley wouldn't serve him, he called her a whore. Okay, different. But they didn't touch him after that. That was their story. So... You can see where there's a middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think a fist yeah. went through a window, and I don't think they were like, well, your language is abusive. Have a cocktail. A couple of days later, inspectors beat the shit out of a pre-servant who was in a mine without a license, they, and then they trampled him with a horse, and then they charged him with assaulting the police. What? He assaulted the police? Yeah, fucking his uh, blood got on the horse foot. Yeah, yeah. The next day, a court ruled no one uh, would be tried for the death of Scobie. That was it. 5,000 people surrounded the Eureka Hotel and started throwing stones at it. The hotel was then invaded, looted, and burned down. That's when authorities decided to charge the owners and a couple of the bar staff with murder. Okay. Interesting how that worked. Yeah. Three men were then charged with burning down the hotel, which was a bad idea. Another protest with thousands. The Ballarat Times wrote, quote, we are worse off than Russian serfs or American slaves. <laughs> you know, comparison. I mean, it's good that even back then Australia didn't really get it. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. It's okay to be bad in your own situation. You don't need to bring other people's experiences. Truly, you don't into need to this. compare. It's you just, fine. Yeah, just, just let talk them about have your their point. terrible. Yeah. Well, there, there were no slaves around to disagree because they we're slaves. Right. Police holed up and waited for reinforcements. The Ballarat Reform League was created to fight for the rights of minors and against taxation without representation. We're super into that in America. Yeah. Thank God. The hotel owner and his staff were tried and given three years hard labor. And on the same day, the three charged with arson were given three to six months in jail. 
And then the Ballarat Reform League went to meet with Governor, Governor Hotham to make demands, which resulted in him sending 150 troops to Ballarat. Okay. So that didn't go well. Doesn't sound like it. Hotham then concluded if they just sent women to the gold fields, everything would be cool. What? And what? Uh, Get them fucking. Uh, you know what I mean? What's terrible. going up there? People burning down hotels? What about some chicks? I'm governor. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is like a movie. It's like party governor. <laughs> well, have you tried airdropping beer? Send some women to party with them, man. Do they have a tequila luge? Limbo station? Well, fuck, it sounds like it's pretty fucking miserable. Jesus. Is there even a t-shirt cannon? Fuck, man. No wonder they're bummed. Van Hotham, party liaison. I, I go, I'm the one who talks to the party and then talks to you guys. I'm the go-between. Have you ever tried surfing? <laughs> Shit. You ever run out of steam? <laughs> I have. American Thanksgiving came, and the Americans got completely shit-faced and then attacked the troops as they marched into town. During the battle, someone shot a little drummer boy. Not the one from the song. No. It's a different one. Just another little <laughs> guy. You've ruined Christmas! <laughs> so who shoots a little drummer boy? Yeah, well, he was just Take him out. Rat rat I don't think that's a real drum at all. He's holding cocaine. I'll show you Pa pum pum. Let's go over there and shoot him, Pa pum pum. And then when people gather around, we'll act like we didn't see anything. Pa pum pum. Then we'll come back here, act cool, Pa pum pum. Next thing you know, we're sitting in a hotel, no worries in the world. Pa pum pum. Pa pum pum. Pa pum pum. Uh, the next day, 15,000 miners burned their gold licenses and flew the Eureka flag. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that, that was 600 yards long. <laughs> this is a different flag. This one okay. has like this a the, white the cross edited on version. It. This was apparently considered treason. James Johnson then held the biggest digger hunt yet because he knew everyone had just burned their licenses. He started arresting miners, and then all hell broke loose. The police were stoned. The troops were pulled from their horses. Miners demanded a leadership change of the Ballarat Reform League, wanting new leaders who were in favor of physical force. Okay, cool, 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 cool. The miners had a meeting and hoisted their flag, and the leaders of the Ballarat Reform League did not show up. So a young Irish man named Peter Laylor stood up. He was the son of an activist Irish MP and the brother of a leader of the Young Ireland Movement. So he's a fucking shit disturber. Okay. He yelled liberty and then gave a speech, blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows it. No one gives a shit. Lawler was quickly elected their new leader, and Americans formed a cavalry. Oh, God. What? Why Ugh, the worst? Just, we're a cavalry now. Whatever. So they had 200. No. No. I'm not. Come on, no. dude. We're the cavalry now. Oh, fuck. Pound it. Yeah. 
I just, I just, I came here to look for gold. Hey, I hey, I yep. think we found it in each other's hearts. Oh, Give me fuck. some. No, no, I want to want a double right, pound right, and it right, explode. Right. One more. No, and okay. a boom. Right. You hear the drummer boy got shot? Yeah, I was totally fine with that because yeah, it was just a lot of, okay. Pum-pum-pum. Yeah, pum-pum-pum. I get it. You're pretty cool. So there are 200 men on horses. They called themselves the Independent California Rangers because we're just fucking assholes. At least then, we kept the title short. Yeah. The new leader, Lawler, ordered pikes to be made by blacksmiths. That's not good. Pikes. That's never good. Sticks with points. Mm-hmm. Pikes. Yep. Things you can get shot holding mm-hmm. from far away. Sure. Pikes. Lawler Is that a ordered... commercial for pikes? Yep. Not a good one. Nope. <laughs> so Lawler ordered a stockade built on Eureka Flat, on the flat part, not on the high ground part, or on a hill on a place that was called flat. When finished, it was not much of a stockade as just a bunch of shit put in a circle. There was wood, plants, barrels, carts, and rope. In some places, it was just three feet tall. Is it? So, <laughs> if so spider, we're going to build a wall. <laughs> it's going to be a great wall. Some of it will be just shit cans three meters high. <laughs> three foot high. <laughs> You're keeping the drummer boys out. <laughs> the only people who are going to be like, nah, we're fucked. Yeah. I mean, we can maybe hop it, but we've got to leave the drums. To enter the stockade, Layla came up with the phrase Vinegar Hill as a password. He took it from an Irish battle in 1798 at Vinegar Hill, where the Irish Republican forces were absolutely fucking slaughtered. Okay. So now all this Irish stuff wasn't going over well with the non-Irish miners and the non-Catholic miners, and they thought this was now about establishing Irish home rule. So a bunch of them just fucking bailed. And then Layla tried to get them to come back by swearing an oath to the Eureka flag, and they were like, no, it's not, no. Okay. And then the cavalry, cavalry just took off to look for British people. What, what kind of, ca- what was their plan? They were like, we're going to go find the British. They're coming to attack. And everyone's like, what if they come from the other way? Not worried about that, dude. So then the Sabbath came, your favorite. Yeah, I've celebrated it hard. You know that. Most of the guys in the stockade headed to their tents to enjoy God Day. Sure. Because <laughs> they believed the government forces wouldn't attack on the Sabbath. Right. But the, it's the government, so that's a bad idea. Right. They did at 3 a.m., total classic attack time. This is the one story of when the Australian government worked on the fucking weekend. Is that what it is? <laughs> So they attacked 282 troops. Most of the guys left inside the stockade were sleeping. Oh, cool. So it, it didn't last long. About 20 minutes, it was uh. over. A lot of bad stuff happened. Um, but surrender didn't mean... This, so they surrendered, but surrender didn't mean the government forces had to stop shooting. Their commander even told them to stop, but they were having too much fun. Uh. They were just bayoneting miners. Tents were set on fire. Some uh, women and children burned inside. The official count of the battle was 22 miners killed and six soldiers, but that total does not include women and children who weren't then considered people. Uh, Even one woman who, quote, was mercilessly butchered by a mounted trooper while pleading for the life of her husband. Uh, Jokes are flying over here. uh, 
I mean, imagine if that was the end of the podcast. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> How many penguins died? The Eureka flag was taken down and trampled. Then it was torn into pieces and handed out as trophies to the women and child killers. Ugh. Some leaders escaped by dressing as women. Uh, uh, 114 miners were taken prisoner. Layler had been shot in the arm. First, he was hidden under a pile of slabs while the soldiers looked for him. And then he made his way to a church where he had his left arm amputated. His arm was then thrown down an unused mine shaft. What? Why that choice? Go find gold! (laughs) (laughs) Well, so if there's just been a battle and then some... You know, soldiers come by and they're like, "Where'd that arm come from?" You gotta, you can't have an arm just laying around. It's I'm in the army. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was. He's trying to complain to the nearest guy, but he's got no ears, so he can't fucking hear him. You know, I just lost my arm. What's that? I've lost my arm. Hi. I threw my arm. Nope, I threw my arm down a shaft. Would you throw your ears down a shaft? (laughs) What? Did you throw your ears down a shaft? I'm making a joke because I threw my arm down one. I can't hear you. I I know you don't have any ears, but I threw my ears down a shaft. You did throw your ears down a shaft. I can't hear you. I threw down a shaft. All right. How are you? How are you holding a microphone and pointing with different arms? It's my ventriloquism. I love that your ventriloquism is also a little bit karate-like. <laughs> He's ventriloquizing. <laughs> uh, the priest later ordered the arm retrieved and, quote, what? properly buried. What? Where? Do you have a service for that? Bury that arm. Yeah, at the arm cemetery. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the Ballarat paper quote, uh, called for, quote, vengeance, terrible, and immediate. Okay. So that's... Makes sense. That's, yeah. Yep. The editor was then arrested. Okay. Uh, Governor Hotham randomly decided it must have been a German behind the trouble and put out a reward for a German guy named Vern. Like a specific German guy or, or just, just that? Well, he's like, I reckon it was a German guy. Anyone. Any I one f- of them. Yeah, I feel like it was just any German guy named Vern. Yeah. Do you guys not remember your great Vern purge? The Verge? <laughs> Vern. You name Vern? John Vern. Uh, you gotta die. But Layler had two uh, a two hundred pound bounty put on his head. <laughs> He, I mean, this is like the opposite of the fugitive. It's a one-armed guy looking for another guy. <laughs> At one point, looking for his arm. Uh, he was hiding in Geelong at his lady's home. Hotham picked a black American to be tried first for uh, the rebellion. A black American. How could he not be convicted? He's a black American. But in the greatest court verdict of all time, a black American was found innocent in Melbourne. That's amazing. And then never again. (laughs) And to make it worse, he was then carried through the streets by 10,000 miners. Oh, wow. So this is the only time 10,000 white Australians carried a black guy through the streets cheering, right? 
Don't get all fucking weird on me. I, I read your fucking history. You're lucky this is what you're getting. Yeah. We could talk like that because you know our track record is better and different. Smooth and clean. America's the greatest country on earth. Yeah, because we said it a lot. Uh, then they tried another guy. He was not guilty, and he was Italian. Eight. <laughs> Did he get carried out or no? He's like, hey, where's all uh, the people? I thought, uh, are we just uh, carrying uh, the first guy out or are we? Spicy meatball, huh? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Eight witnesses said he'd attacked uh, with a pike. Didn't matter. Then six were tried. They all got off. Hotham was starting to realize Melbourne was pro minor. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was telling him this? The Goldfields Commission put out a report on the day the final miners were acquitted. The treatment of the miners were, would be found to be, quote, repugnant to British experience and, no, and derogatory to the manly feelings of independence. <laughs> what? The, the, the manly feelings of independence. Isn't Here's that, the thing. That, that, Wait a minute. If you've got a <laughs> vagina, you can't really understand independence. <laughs> but if you've got a fucking dick, you get it. Manly... Manly independence. Yeah. There is a way to spin that that actually makes more sense. <laughs> Than what I said? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, you don't need them. Be independent. Go ahead. The commission, re- uh, the committee recommended, commission, no, commission recommended getting rid of the gold license and charging an export duty. This was a crazy idea. Only charge miners for gold they found and sold instead of for having a hole in the ground. And it recommended miners be allowed to vote. The government accepted the committee's recommendation. recommendation. Taxation without representation was done. The miners won. Peter Layler came out of hiding, ran for office, and was elected as a representative. He still had one arm. I mean, that makes oh. sense, right? Just tax people on what they're fucking spending and using. It's like a golden services tax. Yeah, but we're trying something different where we come from, and it's going pretty good. <laughs> So. We're killing it. I think that's the name. Yeah. Actual. We are literally killing it. Yeah. Yeah. How long until we only have one arm and are hiding under tiles? Please God. Well, there's another normal tale. That's their tale. And I also found when I was researching it, there's a lot of people who are really into the Eureka Stockade. <laughs> it's very. It gets very American when you go down that wormhole. There's a lot of. There's a lot of fucking dudes. You're like, all right, take it's it really easy. It's really a sea cucumber hole. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, then you find your way to a lot of nationalism sites, which oh. are pretty fucking cool. There's, I found Wait, some cool someday people. Someday the FBI is going to take your computer and be like, we knew it! <laughs> no, I do a podcast! I do a podcast, motherfuckers! <laughs> sure you do. All right, we got to go. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. Will Anderson! We really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 